You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. For instance, I won $18 Saturday night. Thank you, Connor Howiebuck, for that, by the way. And if I can win, so can you. This week is jammed-packed with action, ranging from hockey to basketball to golf. And DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all the action. And making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweats like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. So now that you know how to play and you know that even idiots like me can win, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry and an extra bonus with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry and extra bonus with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink When along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize But listen, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Oshie Beck is Berglund, J-Bo, Perron, Petro, Steiner, Allen, Tarasenko, Gunnarsson, Bennington, Edmund, Shen, Stastny, Elliott, Fabry, Shattenkirk, O'Reilly, Schwartz, Reeves, Yarrow, Barber, Shepard, Dunn, Langer, Bruner, Apartuzzo, Kola, Yakovo. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. A team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. So give me a we went blue. <laughs> And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. And Blues fan reacts. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we are talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin, joined as always by my comrade, my uh, executive officer, the man called Wags, and our uh, our recent convert to Blue Notes Nation, Blues Fan Reacts, a.k.a. Mason. Uh, How's it going, boys? I cannot complain coming off of a playoff victory today. Got a goal, too. Pretty happy about that, so... After that playoffs. wild game last night, yeah, playoffs. Mr. Talking Mora. about playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> it's the constant. We're not making the playoffs. Bracket, what so. the hell are you talking about? Consolation <laughs> bracket. Don't worry, it's nothing big. <laughs> I, I assure you, Wags has not been drinking too much tonight, guys. By the way, uh, as I take my first drink here. I really, I really thought you were going to go with a white Russian because we're going to be talking about Tarasenko here in a little bit. 
that you know what that that would have been a better tie-in but i have reasons for drinking a center ice uh old arena lager here and i got a little bit of news to pass along to you here in just a moment uh mason how are things in your neck of the woods uh doing just fine it snowed a little bit last night but melted by the time i went outside so i couldn't go frolicking or shit like that so i'm a little disappointed but uh i, I wanted to make a snow, snow angel so bad i want to make a snow blues logo but unfortunately utah hates me so we're fine but it's okay because i ate it so it's okay was it yellow when you ate it uh no okay good Good. Probably yeah, should have you... checked, but most likely no. Didn't taste <laughs> like it was yellow. Okay, good, good. That's that's good. D- safety first, Mason. Safety yes. first. Uh, by the way, this weekend here in St. Louis, we've been in the 60s uh, for highs. So mm. um, because St. Louis is bipolar like that, we just we go through these swings during winter every single year. It's fun. It is so it, much fun. It was zero degrees two weeks ago, and last week it was in this past week it was 60. Like we have it. We've had a 60 degree swing in the course of a week. That's that's just. It, it, it really hit home for me because you know, I'm I'm the public address voice for uh, SIU Edwardsville baseball and softball and volleyball and fill in for basketball. I do a lot for them. Um, but um, the first baseball game of the year was this past Tuesday, and it was like the first like picture perfect day after the snowy hell we were in. And one week earlier at the side of the baseball field, we had about six inches of snow on the ground. It was like eight degrees out. Um, the roads were an absolute nightmare. It was just, and, and it was gray. It was, and it was still snowing a little bit because, you know, reasons. The and, whole nine um, yards. It was, it was a disaster. It was an absolute <laughs> disaster. And one week later after that, it is 60 degrees on a Tuesday afternoon, blue skies. Uh, the field around us is all brown and, and waterlogged because of all the snow melt. But we're freaking playing baseball a week later. And there was still snow in that field like 48 hours before. So credit to the SIUE um, staff there for making sure we could play baseball. And just, you know, having going just a week be- between all that was just absolutely insane. But, hey, that's St. Louis. That is St. Louis for you. Mm-hmm. So um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, anyone listening on uh, at, uh, from our Twitter account at Blue Notes Pod. Uh, we are now over 700 followers on, on at Blue Notes Pod. So thank you very much, guys. We've had a jersey contest here in the last week, and uh, uh, I don't think our podcast is going to win, but I think we're in the top two or top three among all top three podcast networks. Yes, top three for sure. So uh, that's a big feather, you know, in, in not just in our cap, but yours as well, that you responded in that way. And we we thank you very much for that. And with that, we've had some new followers in the past week. So if you're listening to us for the first time or watching us, welcome. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. Also, thanks to everyone that is uh, watching on the Blue Notes Bunch Facebook page, a.k.a. the Justin Falk Stan Club. That may just become the permanent name at this point. I, I mean, it has to. I, 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 think, I think the Blue Notes Bunch might be retired. It's just going to be the Justin Falk Stan Club. Uh, there we go. Executive order. Uh, regardless, whatever it's called, we are over 100 followers there. We just got our... Uh, 101st follower this morning so uh, thank you very much you for uh checking that out as well i promise i'll be more active on there in the future we're just <laughs> we're very busy people uh guy's been uh, uh very busy himself doing his intermission reports and pre-game and post-game reports and it just kind of it got to be after a while it was like it was all you know guy the white blues fans you know postings which is not a good thing we know i mean i mean i love guy don't get me <laughs> wrong and, and and his his reports are great but when it's your podcast's page 
and you're not posting anything that needs to change. So yeah, we yeah. will we we will get some more interaction coming up here uh, uh, very shortly. Again, these aren't ginormous numbers, but just that just means that you know means more when we say thank each and every one of you uh, for truly following our little show. Uh, wherever we are, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, and speaking of more interaction, one of the ways that we're going to get that done is I can I can go ahead and announce this now. I'm still work. We're still working out the details, but we are going to have a giveaway coming up very shortly, probably in the next week or two um, with these with Center Ice Brewery. So uh, they were very happy with uh, our episode uh, that we, we had uh, their assistant brewer on, uh, Jack Ferrara. Uh, check that out, by the way. It was uh, three episodes before this one. It was and a great episode. It was. And, 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 and he's, he, he's such a cool guy. They're such good people there. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're a small business that you really need to, you know, mm-hmm. find a way to support if you can. And um, we've been talking. And we are going to have a contest uh, this, uh, this, month, this month, by the time you're listening to this, uh, in March. And uh, it is going to the winner will receive a $25 gift certificate to Center Ice Brewery. Uh, we are likely going to do some sort of DraftKings, uh, maybe like a, a, a league or a, or a contest. We're still working out the details on that. Be on the lookout for an announcement here in the next week about that. And uh, we might be doing some more stuff with Center Ice as well. We're, we're very glad to have them on board. And um, again, there's just a great local business that we definitely want to spread the word up, word about. Sure. And uh, um, Mason, we still got to get you to Center Ice. Someday. Oh, I got to go there. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, I'm turning 21 in less than four months. I remember my mom literally texted me. He's like, hey, you know, you're turning 21 in four months. I'm like, what? Excuse what? me? <laughs> so, no, this is no, I would love to go over there. I'm looking forward to, you know, visiting St. Louis, especially after this whole pandemic is done with, you know. Uh, I'm thinking about moving there. I think that would be an amazing place to move to, but I'd like to visit there, you know, before anything's set in well, stone. Well, and we're well, going to Center Ice and we're going to Pappy's. That's like set in stone. We have to do that. Now, you know, you can't move into Center Ice Brewery, right? Uh, no, I did not know that. I just wanted to like yeah, camp okay. out one of the kegs, but I figured that would be pretty heavenly if you ask me. But uh, mm-hmm. gosh, they probably charge. How much you reckon rent would be in one of those in one of the empty caskets? Well, probably, probably not cheap. Probably yeah, not okay. cheap. I mean, I mean, because because you know they they got to they got to keep an eye on you. They got to feed you. They got to give you access to their you know. Well, they don't got to feed me. I'll oh. scout. Well, they they don't got to feed me. I'll leech off of their beer, but I want they won't have to feed me. I'll uh I'll find find if well you don't have Del Taco there. Dang it! Never no, mind. No, no, we don't. We used to. By by the way, we we used to have a Del Taco not far from there. Actually, like literally, like right around the corner from there for the longest time. It was in this building right next to St. Louis University's campus that looked like a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still there. They were they were gonna tear it down, but they they after Del Taco moved out, I think Chipotle moved in there. So now it's the Chipotle flying saucer. Yeah, but it used to be there sure. too. We're going but, to Happy's, then the flying saucer, Mexican food, and then we're going to Center Ice Brewery, and then we're going to a blues game. That's what we're gonna do. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll we'll we, we will make that happen for you for sure. So all righty, we, we beat around it enough here. We need to talk about <sighs> Saturday nights. Um Acid trip, aka the uh, St. Louis Blues, <laughs> San Jose Sharks, late night, Saturday night, drunk as fuck. You know what? It, what the hell is going on? Matchup here, and God. I'm still, I'm still figuring out what the hell I even want to say about it. So I'm gonna give myself uh, about two minutes more here because we're gonna play Luke Whitbin's recap rap here right now, 
Um, and, and and here's a spoiler alert. He doesn't have much to say about those Kings games last week. You remember the Blues played the Kings last week? I, I oh, forgot. Oh, I do. Oh, okay. I do. I yelled about it. That's how I know. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, well, you yell it, and you, you, you yell when they win. So it's like, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. All righty. Here's, here's Luke Whitbin's, uh Week 7 recap wrap. Blues lost two against the Kings, just a couple nothing games, but we'll come back to that. We gotta talk about Saturday. This one started like any other with a goal against the Blues. It only took 17 seconds. Meyer bouncing shot off Krug. A turnover by San Jose. Scandella at the line. Rips a clapper to the top shelf. It's his first to hit the twine. Piranha stupid penalty leads to a shark power play goal. Bennington just couldn't cover it. Kane shot upstairs to score. Sammy Blay tied it at two, but the Sharks retook the lead. Timo Meyer with the riser. Jordan Bennington was green, but he made the big pet save and the puck went the other way. Braden Chen on the one-timer and the score is tied again next was Kane scored his second on a shot that should be safe that's when Baruby made a goalie change and Benner went insane as he skated by the Sharks but shook a jab at Shimmick's face then he faked a shot at Carlson put Dubnik in his place the ball did a spark more like a hissy fit to me kind of funny looking back but at the time a penalty then Zach Sanford did a good thing tied it up but for a piece stutter stepped behind the goal line then he tucked it underneath Billy Huso stopped the first shot and a bunch right after that robbed Evander from his third goal everyone can keep their hats the blue started the third period it's shorthanded, but don't worry, Sanford Saucer passed McEachern for the first lead of the whole week. But of course we can't have nice things, it would last less than a minute. Leonard out front to LeBanc, now the game is tied again until O'Reilly found the rebound of the shot at Justin Falk. Then the Sharks sided again on a puck pretending pinball doobie made a beauty poke check on the speeding Jordan Cairo with the score tied up at six. But the Blues would have a breakthrough, Oscar Sunkfist held the puck, and three Sharks took the bait, fed the puck through to Scandella for his first multi-goal game. With a great save at the end, the Blues hung on for the win, six game tying goals, record for regular season i can breathe again their opponent was pointless for the first time since the 12th of february maybe now the winds will roll and Della rose was hurt so add him to the list of fallen blue notes now i guess i gotta rap about those losses to los angeles blues were dressed in red again and cut it during the last recap teriyaki fingers sustained a full body injury uh he will not return until march 11 at which time he will be reevaluated. Man, being a Blues fan is so hard lately. I mean, not it's not just the players getting injured. It is is our very own Luke Whitman getting injured, Ooh. recording his recap rap for us. Prayers um, up, man. Prayers up. Yeah, prayers yes, up. yes, yes. Uh, hashtag prayers for Luke. Okay, get 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 it going on Twitter. Prayers for Luke. Um, that was so morbid. The sound effect that just that, 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 totally that was that off. was a. That was a sickening crunch. I'm really curious, Luke, if you're watching right now, what did you use for that sound effect? Like, did you actually like? Did you like snap a fetus in half or something? I mean, what oh, what okay. the hell? What 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 happened there? Um, all right. Um, and by the way, one comment. One person says a uh, guy singing is better. Which mm, hot take. Mm, hot take. Hot that take. is a, that is a sizzling hot take. There. There you go. Um, but yeah, talking about injuries, we'll get to that here in a little bit. That's that that's that that was going to be the main topic of this podcast before last night's game. And then last night's game happened. Um, mm-hmm. So, Wags, let's go to you first. What what the fuck was that game? 
I don't know. That's the crazy thing. I unfortunately I missed half of it because I had a hockey game last night as well. I I go into the locker room. It's you know three to two sharks. And I'm like son of a bitch. What's going on? I get done with our game. And I'm like 57 seconds left. Seven to six Blues. What what the hell happened? And Marco Scandella had two goals. Yeah, like, he left the game the last game bleeding from his face, and yet here he is. He's the savior of the game, but. This is one of those games, and we'll talk a little bit about the Bennington thing here in a little bit, but this is one of those games that potentially could turn your season. And this felt like it. They kept coming back. They're down to their bare minimum. I mean, you have an Australian guy playing for you right now. No, no, nothing against That's Nathan right. Walker. Nothing against Nathan Walker. But, like, this is a game that could turn the season around. There was no quit in them, and they got fired up. So, I don't like it. I don't want to see more of these kind of games, but holy crap, was that fun to recap. So this was a true definition of a seesaw game. It's one of those cliches in sports that you hear a lot. Oh, this game was a seesaw back and forth affair. Well, this truly was because Timo Myers scored to make it one nothing. Scandella made it one to one. Kane made it two to one. Blay two to two. Meyer three to two. Shen three to three. Kane four to three. And then that's when, you know, Bennington said goodbye as only Jordan Bennington can. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Zach Sanford, you know, rises from the dead to make it four to four. Uh, Mackenzie McEachern breaks the back and forth streak, gives the Blues their first lead with a five to four lead. And that lasted not very long because Kevin LeBanks scored right after that to make it five to five. O'Reilly made it six to five. Logan Couture made it six to six. And... Finally, Marco Scandella kicked the extra points, and uh, the Blues <laughs> ended up holding on for half a period with a 7-6 lead. Um, you know, and so can someone explain that? Like, 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 you know, for I know you weren't around back in the 80s, Mason, but this is exactly how 80s hockey was. You had seven to six games. You had benches clearing. You had fracases on the ice. You had one player usually just going completely bananas. Um, and in our case, that was Biddington. So, like, what were you thinking when you were watching this game? I mean, I, I know I know you told us before, you know, before we started recording here that you decided to pop an edible, you know, during the game. Which I feel that's like the only way you could have, like, you know, gone through that game without with any sort of sanity. Oh my goodness, that was uh, that was that was something else. Like seriously, I was like, <laughs> I th I thought I think you know watching Blues hockey for the last ten years, that's something I'd never ever seen before, and I was convinced that nobody else has seen that before either, except like you said in the eighties kind of thing. Uh, but I was talking to somebody in my Discord server. I was like, "Is this like game as crazy as it is?" And he's like, "Yeah, I've been watching Blues hockey for nineteen years. I've never seen anything like this." And I'm like, okay, I'm glad that it's not just me who thinks this is like an, a whole acid trip. You put that perfectly. It was nuts. Yeah, it, it just was the, the, throughout the whole game. And, I mean, it, first of all, it, it starts off with a Blues goaltender. Some of you have heard this before. A Blues goaltender allowing a goal in the first shot. It's Wait, not. So you said Bennington started. It, it, it was a Bennington start. And it, 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 I guess now his disease has transferred over to Bennington because Uso, I think, saved his first five or six before he Uso lost. saved his first 13. 13 yeah. Just 13. That's right. That's right. He actually looked pretty good when he came back. You know, stick taps to Uso. He, he and looked, then immediately allowed two of the next three in the third period, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, like, well, he, you know back when, to his old ways, let the first shot in on the third. Well, you, you, you know what? You know, Patrick Wall would have still allowed at least five in this game, I feel. It was just yeah, that nutty. Yeah. 
it was just that nutty. But let, let's go ahead and talk about Bennington here, you know, and just, you know, everyone's talking about his little meltdown, I guess, after he got yanked. So he goes over to uh, the Blues bench. He shoves, I think it was Sorensen. And then he mm-hmm. makes Carlson flinch with a, you know, kind of a fake punch. I thought he actually, you know, socked Carlson in the face. But at first, but then, but then I, I, he never made contact. And I, I can't blame Carlson for flinching, by the way, because as we all know, his skeleton is made of peanut brittle. Yes. So, you know, he, he, he would have broke something probably. And then, you know, Bennington gets into a nice little slap fight with Dubnik, you know, as he is heading out towards the uh, exits, which I guess he had to skate by the, the the goal anyway to get out um what wonderful arena design that is yeah i know san jose way to go you know you know you you can get technology right but stadium design no 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 minus yes f f for failure that is right uh you know for so there's opinions on this scene to be kind of divided i mean some took the stance and made Bennington look immature, you know, as, as he, as he was going out there, uh, Dubnik himself said of his encounter, uh, quote, I don't know why he's skating around pretending to punch guys. I just told him, get off the ice, calm down. He's 160 pounds and he's out there swinging at guys, which I can verify. Bennington's a very thin guy. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen him outside of his pads. He's tiny. Um, but, uh, we all get frustrated, but, if you want to get into it with somebody, fine. I don't know why he's out there fake punching everybody, but I understand that guys get frustrated sometimes. He's competitive, a good goalie, and he was obviously pissed off about something, and that's fine. We can look after ourselves, end quote. So, you know, Dubnik obviously taking the approach that, you know, Bennington was just, you know, going overboard, doing what he did. But then others supported him, and it was it was not, not just Blues fans, but his own teammates kind of had his back. Both Sanford and Bruby came out and said it, his antics fired the team up. And if you noticed, they got two goals right after that to, you know, take the lead. Um, Scandella said, quote, I love it. Honestly, emotion is something not everybody has. I feel like we have a lot on our team and our group, and especially in a game like tonight, I love it personally. That fire is what's going to drive us and make our team better and get us to the next level. End quote. So Mason, Watching Bennington's meltdown, do you think that was the kick in the pants that the team needed? Yes, I think so, because, I mean, they the whole game, they just couldn't get any momentum going. If you remember, you know, when there was like 10 minutes left in the second, so halfway through the entire game, the Blues hadn't even reached double-digit shots. Yeah. So after that free guy, and none of those, by the way, none of those three goals were his fault. So I can understand why he's a little bit incensed about that. Maybe the second one, he could have been more square, but that's it. Like everything else was, you know, all the other goals. It was, it wasn't the defense was bad. It was that the offense was good. Um, But Jordan Bennington, it's the last thing I expected out of him because he's like, no, the guy like, do I look nervous? Do I look nervous? It's like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit now. So, I mean, and I don't think when, when he punt, when he fake punched Eric Carlson, uh, I didn't think he meant to like fake punch him. I think he was about to punch him and then stopped himself. I don't think it was yeah. that he wanted to fake punch him and make him flinch. Yeah, I think that's what that was. Yeah, I, he would have hurt Carlson. And then, you know, we would have the player safety video with uh, Jordan Bennington explaining why his punch is against the rules and explaining his three game suspension right. that would follow after that. I think in the split second as he was raising his fist, he wanted to 
he wanted to knock his teeth in, and then at the very last millisecond, he decided, nah, you're made of peanut brittle. That's a great way to put his butt. Like, seriously, but I admittedly, Carlson didn't look too bad in this one. For 11 and a half, he looks awful, but this one yeah. didn't look too bad. Hey, sometimes a flinch can get the job done. I've been watching, rewatching The Sopranos this past mm-hmm. week, and I'm at the episode in season two where uh, their Italian guy, Furio, uh, goes into a, uh, let's just call it an adult entertainment institution, and he goes he goes buck crazy, and then afterwards he just flinch, he, like he just starts flinching people, and like they're all like you know yelping and like you know don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Sometimes a flinch can work. Sometimes sometimes it works, and in the case of Bennington, where you know, you, you know, Bennington's kind of got that stone, you know, cold kind of a face where, you know, you're you're you're, you're kind of scared of him. Just, you know, you don't know what exactly he's thinking or what he's doing. So, you know, you got a guy like that, you know, throwing, you know, lefts at your face. You're, you're kind of like, you know, you know well, you gotta, back yeah, also, off. also got to remember, I mean, he went after Ben Bishop in the playoffs in 2019. Yep. Uh, he had his, his little run in with Kyle Clifford. Uh, That's right. Well. So it's not like this is out of character for him. And no sometimes he maybe he needs to get fired up a little bit as well. Obviously he was out of the game at that point, but that might be one of the, he hasn't been playing poorly this year at all, but I think he realized this team needed something and he went after it. And I think Mason, you're right. I think he did really want to deck Carlson Mm -hmm. kind of hold back on it, knowing that he is the primary goalie. And if he did something like that, he might've gotten suspended. So I think it shows you that he actually has a clear head. He has a a plan in mind in a sense that when he did this, it was to get the team fired up, not necessarily to blow off steam. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the blues had lost three games going into this in a row. They had just come off a, that tough Arizona series and, you know, of course, they're dealing with all sorts of injuries, which, again, we got to we got to talk about here in just a little bit. By the way, remember, Bennington also had a goalie fight in the minors as well. So he's uh, he's he's what they call truculent. Uh, that that is for sure. You know, he's definitely not one that you want to cross. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I Wags, you kind of brought this up to me before we started recording here in that, you know, you brought up the uh, Zach Sanford, Robert Bertuzzo fight you know, during, uh, during practice. And then right after that, the blue, that seemed to kick the blues in the gear and, you know, the rest is history. They won the cup a few months later. Do you draw any comparisons to what Bington did, you know, to that fight? I mean, there are some parallels. I mean, the team is struggling just as it was at that point. Uh, they hadn't really been able to score a whole lot. Obviously they kind of woke up last night. They were dealing with injuries at that point in time as well. So there are a lot of similarities in that instance, it's a little different because, you know, obviously the Bortuzzo Sanford fight was between teammates and they had to <laughs> yeah. let some stuff off. Let uh, some steam out. Yep. They had to, but I, I still think that there are some similarities in the sense that this team needed a kick in the ass. Like you said, they, they lost two straight to the Kings, like the Kings really. And when you're going up and, you know, look at March. Okay. March, you've got two coming up in Anaheim. You've got two against the Kings another against the Sharks. Then you've got two against Vegas. But then you're back against the Kings, Sharks, and then you've got a couple of games between Vegas, Minnesota, and then Anaheim. March is a month where you have to pick up as many points as possible. And if you're not firing on all cylinders like we saw in that Kings series, and it was abysmal, you're going to miss out on some points. And that may put you on the outside looking in because this team is right now middle of the pack. It may not push them so far as you know winning a Stanley Cup, but I definitely think it's going to put them back on the right track. And the fact that you might be getting Vladimir Tarasenko back here very shortly as well could be another piece to that puzzle as well. 
Yeah, that that and that that day might be coming sooner than later. By the way, to answer the earlier question, uh, it was oh. the car dashboard for his uh, sound effect there to uh, for for injuries. So there we go. Uh, there is now a uh, uh, car dashboard in Minnesota that is day to day now uh, because of, because of the shooting of that uh, that rap. Um, I personally think that the Bennington, you know, blow up, if you will, I, I tend to agree in that I think it was what the team needed because. One thing about hockey that I've learned over the years is that um, a lot of the team's confidence comes from the net. You know, it comes from their own goaltender. If their goaltender is, you know, standing up and making big saves and big stops, that can fuel a team going forward. If a guy like, you know, let, you know, it starts getting the yips and starts, you know, letting in easy goals like Jake Allen did for a few years, I'm not saying it's, you know, you know, Jake Allen was the source of the Blues' woes before. That's far from it. But, I do think the Blues suffered from Jake Allen's lack of confidence because, you know, a lot of a team's confidence radiates from their netminder, which is why I've admired Bennington, you know, for as long as I, he's been starting because he does radiate that kind of confidence. He's cool. He's calm in the pocket, but he gets feisty when he needs to, like the Clifford moment last year, for instance. Um, you know, that those little moments like that, a team can really feed off of that. And then, you know, we saw Saturday night, you know, him going after the players like that. It was a shocking moment. It was stunning. I mean, you weren't, I mean, you were, we all were sitting there wondering what the hell is going on with Jordan Bennington. Yeah. And right after that, as I said, they get two goals right after that. And it felt like it snapped the Blues out of whatever mentality they were in and got them back going. And it's and the response that the Blues had after that, I think, is very encouraging going forward because they have some interesting games this week. They games that they need to win. You know, they they need to beat they, they, They're taking on the Anaheim Ducks to start off the week Monday and uh, Wednesday, uh, a team that's, you know, towards the bottom of the division. You need to win those games. And then they got the L.A. Kings after that. Um, games you need to win. One more date with the Sharks. And then you got Vegas. Vegas is the team that's top of the division right now. And you cannot be, you know, banking on beating Vegas and getting, you know, six points out of or you know four points out of that series um, because they're they're playing very well. You need to beat the teams like the Sharks, like the Kings, like uh, the Ducks. And uh, it's going to be very important for them this week, you know, to get as many points as they can because uh, this season's kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's slipping away, but the Blues have definitely slipped in the last week or so. And now we have to be worried about maybe even the Kings catching us in the standings, which is just a crazy thought. Um, and and one, one issue that the Blues are having right now, and big reason why they're slipping, is the number of injuries the blues mm-hmm. have right now it's just it's almost hilarious to read mm-hmm. so you have vladimir tarasenko who might be coming back soon but he's been out since the start of the season with the shoulder tyler bozak he's still got his upper body injury thank you player safety um <laughs> robert thomas uh he's still injured Jaden schwartz is now injured and and they're saying his injury might be worse than expected he's still listed yep. as day-to-day i wouldn't be surprised if he goes on ir that's a frightening thought uh, Colton, Pare- Colton Pareko continues to be day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. Uh, Barbashev, he's on IR now. Gunnarsson, he's on I- IR now. And the winner of the uh, Blues injury contest for Saturday night was Jacob Delarose, who has a lower body injury, and he is now day-to-day. Uh, Mason, do you think it's all injuries here with this team? I mean, because it's it, it just like, you know, I, I don't want to use that as a crutch and as an excuse. You never like to do that. But 
the, the the number of injuries speak for themselves, and we're, we're we're having Nathan Walker, you know, coming up from Utica, and we have some guy named Anis that's in our taxi squad that I never heard <laughs> of. He it almost sounds like Anus, exactly. Um, I'm sure he's a good hockey player, but uh, we have to laugh at his name at least. Very once. unfortunate. Very but, unfortunate. But it, it's just, it's just like I, I feel like this team's been kind of derailed a little bit this year just because of these injuries, Mason. For sure. And by the way, uh, Pareko's injury has been disclosed as a back injury. That is so a back injury. That's okay. a big injury. And then Jaden Schwartz is rumored to be a knee injury. So yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So though that's what's going on there. That's just what I heard. And don't shoot me. Don't <laughs> shoot the messenger. But that's what's going on. There. <laughs> no, but um, uh. I think injuries obviously have a big, uh, big role to play because there's a lot of lost leadership in that group uh, that we're missing out on. But at the same time, a lot of the replacements have been producing. Yeah. So it's not all injuries. Maybe it's a motivation issue. I'm really not sure. But you can't blame injuries for everything. And, you know, the Blues have always been an injured team. Not this bad before, but they've always been a semi-injured team. I mean, most of last year they didn't have Tarasenko. And look at the tear that they were on, you know. Uh, then Tarasenko came back in the playoffs, and then they sucked. And coincidence, I don't fucking know. But, um, yeah, it's just every team goes through injuries. You hope that the Blues can get out of it. You hope that Jane Schwartz if, – if Jane Schwartz and uh, and Colton Preko are put on IR, which is actually looking like they will, uh, yeah. there's a little cap room there. So not only is there no problems with Tarasenko coming back, you might be able to have a little wiggle room with trading. So, I mean, possibly if possibly. we have, I mean, I'm just, I don't think, I don't know if Armstrong should trade for somebody or not. I don't know. That's not my call. Obviously it's not any of our calls. Exactly. But he has the option. And I think that's, I think that's always nice. Having a little bit of flexible cap space is always a good thing. And there's definitely players available because teams are pressed up against the cap. I mean, we saw Adam Henrique on waivers from the Anaheim Ducks in the last week or two. <laughs> Toronto. Uh, mm, it, it, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, by the way, where's your buddy Lee's forever, by the way? He hasn't checked in tonight. I don't know. Probably did. Oh, well. That's a shame. Anyway. Shame. Um, up. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you you have all these injuries. But it's, it's like these the, the injury list that I'm looking at here, those are the, the, the type of – these are injuries that you see usually spread out through a year. Mm-hmm. They're happening all at once. Now, if, if the Blues get healthy again, say they own, they're only without Gunnarsson and maybe a, one of Schwartz or Pareko for a while uh, for the rest of the way, and, and they, stay, they remain healthy the rest of the way, then – Maybe it's good that they're getting the injuries out of the way now, you know, because you know this is actually not the not a real tough stretch of schedule for the Blues. You know, we just had that seven game series with Arizona. Uh, we just had the Sharks. We've got the Ducks, the Kings. I mean, would you rather take your lumps now, Mason? Well, the thing about taking the lumps now is every time you have an injury, that player is just that much more likely to get injured in the same spot again later. There's on. Go. Excuse me. No, the blessing. Something's going around. Something's going around. Something's going around. <laughs> but um, no, uh, you, you, we're just, just going to do this the whole episode. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be the episode. We're just, we're, just, we're just all having a sneezing fit. Your turn, Wags. Your turn. Oh, I'm in a bubble, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. True. There we go. Yeah. 
Oh, for I, sure. But um, you just hope you just hope that they can. I I I would rather in the long scheme of things, I would rather all the all the injuries happen now than later. Of course, we don't want anyone injured. But if you're exactly. going to be injured versus a Colorado Vegas team or getting injured against like a West Coast abysmal team, I choose the West Coast abysmal. Well, they're not very abysmal because we've freaking only got two out of ten possible points in a stretch there. Uh, but yeah, you know. <laughs> happy days well you look at oh. you look at thomas and you know barbershev especially being out the four to six weeks i mean that timetable puts them coming back right around the first of april which yep. is when you enter your toughest month to colorado to vegas to three minnesota colorado arizona three against colorado four against minnesota i mean that is the month where mm -hmm. you're going to be essentially it's make it or break it and if you have those guys back it's going to make it a little bit easier if they don't, yikes, that's about all I mm. got to say. Um, you know, one guy that I've kind of targeted in my mind, and it, it kind of sucks now that the Kings are right there with us, uh, but if they do happen to fall off, I'd really, especially if these guys aren't coming back, I'd really, really love to see the Blues make a run on Anzi Kopitar. I, I would love to see him in a blue note. I think he could add that, you know, leadership that uh veteran presence that this team needs and oh i know he can score too uh so i'm kind of hoping the kings fall off a little bit and if the blues do continue to sustain these injuries and not get these guys back i'd love to see him make a run at him but how do you fit kopitar in salary wise with this team because he makes a lot of money and the blues have a lot of contracts coming up i don't care mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my every hockey player every hockey fan ever I don't care. Make it happen. I, I went Kovacar. I went McDavid. I went Crosby. Uh, Doug I, Armstrong's I take, done great work. I'll I'm take sure Malkin. I'll take Malkin. I'm sure <laughs> Doug Armstrong can find a way. I mean, he's done such great things so far. I, he could find a way to make it work. I'm sure that there's cap gymnastics that they can continue to do with mm -hmm. maybe some of these other guys that maybe could go on an LTIR. Yes, it's a shortened season, so I don't know how that actually would work. But if they're able to move some money around, it's a possibility. Well, and adding a guy like Kopitar would give the offense a big charge and, you know, maybe help give this team a bit of an identity wax. Because, you know, one thing that, you know, I've, I've kind of noticed myself and others online have kind of noticed as well is that it feels like because of all these injuries and all these players moving in and out of the lineup. And, of course, Barubi likes to move players up, you know, up and down. He doesn't like to have, like, you know, like that super line. He likes to spread his players out like Hoffman on the third line, for instance. Um, but it feels like this team doesn't have much of an identity, you know, with all these injuries and kind of makeshift rosters and lines and pairings. Um, you know, it feels like they haven't been overly physical. They haven't been incredible on offense lately, except for, of course, Saturday night. Uh, you know, Bennington's not getting any favors from his defense. He's been a little... I mean, he's been fine, but he's been a little, you know, we can admit he's had the bad game or two, you know, here and there. Um, just, you know, Wags, what do you feel is this team's identity? And, you know, what 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 will the identity be once they get some of these players back like a Tarasenko? Oh, well, they're the walking dead right now. Uh, that's, yeah, that's the identity. They're just zombies. But you have to look at it. It's, it's a chemistry issue. And not because they don't have chemistry. It's just they, they can't build it because they're always inserting a new guy into the lineup and you have to shift guys up and down. Uh, you know, you've got guys that are playing to their abilities. Ryan O'Reilly's playing well. Oscar Sundquist is playing well. Uh, outside of that, though, I mean, you look at David Perron. He's been kind of off this year. Yeah, he still takes his one offensive zone penalty a, a game. So you still got that. But Welcome it's, back, David Perron. Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> one of those things. You know, they're, they're playing with new guys every night, it seems like. 
and it's hard to build that chemistry. We talked about Justin Falk, how it was difficult for him to kind of get into this structure and this team last year. Well, you're having that same sort of thing this year because you're inserting guys that haven't played with this team for very long. Yes, a guy like McKechnie or De La Rose until he got hurt, or those guys, they played here, but not long enough to like get accustomed to who they're playing with. And I think it's going to take a little bit longer. And like you said earlier, this is the perfect time for this to happen because you've got teams that you could still find a way to beat and get points, even if you're not at your absolute best. And that's what we saw last night. And I think we'll see that in the next week or so. But if there's some stability in who's playing, watch out because this team loves being the underdog and they've always played above their means when they're having to have replacement guys in the lineup. So if you get some stability now and you can hold off on these injuries, this team might be a little dangerous. Yeah, they could be definitely a, a sleeping giant. And, you know, we, we, we've seen this team, you know, whenever they get healthy, they can take off, you know, I mean, it's, it's, they, they, they've, they've shown that time and again, and I'm really curious to see what this team looks like uh, once they get some of their wounded back, including Mr. Tarasenko. I hope uh, Tarasenko serves as a spark. I feel like he will yeah. when he comes back. I feel like that he'll, he'll bring that leadership. All right. Is he'll, what he'll do as soon as everybody comes together in the locker room. Like, All right. Listen up. You, 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 you suck. You suck. Stay. <laughs> I don't know if he's that type of personality. I, I don't know if he would he would actually do that. But it'd be fun to watch. It'd be fun it to see fun to watch. him do that and then the team's response and uh, him going back on IR with another shoulder injury from the well, team. Well, Brube is sick and tired of yelling, so why not give that to Terrence? He just, like, taps for a second. Like, your turn, buddy. Well, yeah, I mean, prove, I mean, prove, I mean, you know, Tarasenko, you want the C, prove it, you know. There you and go. What's, yeah. what's more scary than an angry Russian? I mean, nothing. That I mean, angry true. Germans that are pretty true. pretty scary, but well, angry the Russians San Jose Sharks apparently is more scary. Apparently, <laughs> I'm actually coming up to the episode of The Sopranos where they have to deal with an angry Russian, and it's like their best episode ever. So I'm, yeah, Russians can be terrifying people. You know who's not terrifying? Hawaiians. Um, and our Hawaiian hockey correspondent, guy, the Hawaii Blues fan. You know, he was around uh, in the 80s to watch some of those type of games that we had Saturday night uh, at the old barn. And uh, he's got a thing or two to say about Bennington and the 80s style battle from Saturday night. So let's go ahead and check on him right now. And then uh, we'll get a reminder afterwards that the Red Wings still exist as our friends at the Red Wing Ranch check in with our weekly hockey podcast network promo. Yes, it's true. Red Wings still do exist. And we will have the proof for you coming up here in a little over five minutes. Guy, take it away. And now, from Honolulu, Hawaii, via St. Louis, starting in the Pacific Ocean, Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan. And aloha! I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, host of the Blue Note Fan Report, and the head writer and owner of stlfanreport.com, and this is my aloha commentary. Hey, Blue Notes podcast. How did you enjoy that time machine we got into yesterday? We got sent back to the early 80s with the Edmonton Oilers. You get a goal, and 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 you get a goal. Oh, my goodness, what a game that was. And, and it's just goal after goal after goal. I remember a commercial way back when with the Powerade and the guy for the World Cup soccer used to go, goal! And then for the Powerade commercial, he goes, oh, I had to change it. It's go, 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 go. That's how that game felt. Go, 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 go. 
absolutely incredible game. I mean, just incredible. Um, and then the moment. Second period, Jordan Bennington gives up a suspect goal. To me, more on Krug than Bennington. Krug kind of just screwed that one up again. But, hey, it happens. As Bennington gets pulled, he's pissed off. He's on his way to the bench, and somebody on San Jose's bench says something to him. Now, there's one thing to realize about the SAP, or Shark Tank as I call it, there is an old there that's an older building and the locker room is not underneath the the stands like it is in St. Louis. You have to go out the main doors to get to your locker room. And in fact, the backup goalie is out there too. Right? So Bennington is coming up to the bench and somebody on San Jose says something to him. He turns around and just pushes the first guy he sees. Then, as he's heading to center ice, he skates past Eric Carlson and does one of these numbers with his pads. And Carlson goes, Bennington chopped his face in my face. He flinched like a three-year-old. It was so funny. I loved it. I loved it. And then, as Bennington's skating to go into the locker room, the Brobnik comes out of his crease. And Bennington goes after Dubrovnik. Of course, San Jose is going to say, we don't understand what his antics were for. The Blues loved it. They absolutely loved it. That's a fiery guy. It fired us up. It, it made us understand what was going on. We, we, we loved it. I wish you would have understood what was going on a lot sooner and played better defense, and we wouldn't have needed all those goals. But, you know, you took a lead, and you won a game. The moment. The moment catalyzed. That game, Uso comes in, makes a huge save right off the bat, and this team believes. Towards the end of the second, they tie the game at four, and it just goes crazy from then. There were 10 shots in the first couple of minutes of the third period. Five goals. Five goals on 10 shots. I, I mean, it, it, it goal, 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 goal. It, it, it was, it, and then once it was seven to six, the Blues locked it down. Got to give them greatest credit in the world for that. Absolutely incredible. And then you have this, you know, and this is coming off a three-game losing streak where where just nothing was going right. You got almost shut out. You got shut out for two over two games, period wise. And you, not, you don't score a goal until the last moments of the third period, the last game. And now you score seven of them? Incredible, edible egg. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Let's keep this up. You've got two games coming up against the Ducks and then two more against the Kings as a weekend series. You can shove it up the Kings. You really want to, you can put in a good winning streak right here before you face the Sharks again, just before another weekend series against the Knights. One game at a time, guys, you can do this. Speaking of one game at a time, that game against the uh, Ducks has a little extra special meaning for two people. 
I need to say congratulations to Jess York and David Nash. They won the Pick'em Contest. They tied. So they have a sudden death playoff for the next game. Good luck to both of you. I wish someone from the Blue Notes pod or the other group we were putting it in would have uh, been more active in one. But you know what? That's what it is. I know you guys got your own thing going, so I'll pull my contest back. And please enjoy my pregame, postgame, and intermission shows. Um, guys, I love talking to you. Uh, looking forward to all the games. And you know, I'm bleeding blue with you. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. And, and Mason, I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Because you are top notch. Guys, have a great day. I can't wait to hear what you think about the game and what you think about Aloha commentary. This is Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, saying Aloha. Mahalo. Gotta know I'm bleeding blue with you, and I can't wait to catch you on the next Blue Note Fan Report or on my Aloha commentary. And thank you very much, Guy. And uh, he, he called you out there, Mason. Um, what was that about? Oh, I was totally zonked in the post game. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm not even going to watch the replay of that one. I'm sure I'm just <laughs> – I don't remember most of that, but uh, I have no so, intention so th- of watching it. This was post-edible? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I think I think Wags. I think we I think we got some uh, post uh, podcast watching to do ourselves. Oh, yeah. I forgot. No, I forgot. I I promised him that I would be on the post game, and then oh, I you just weren't there after. No, after I after I had it, I I promised him that I would be on it, and I was like, oh crap, I have to go on this now. <laughs> that was an adventure. And so, <laughs> I'm gonna pull something out, but uh, normally um normally he just sends me a link, you know, to the put to the post game i'm gonna show you the message that i sent him and i thought it was a totally normal message i <laughs> okay i out of the blue i just decided to send him i would love to join you for your post game tonight with a smiley face <laughs> so uh all right i'll pull it out i'll pull it up but that's I would love to join you for your post game tonight. As if that was a totally normal thing to say. And he just replied, yes. He's like, oh, this is going to be such a garbage fire, isn't it? That's, that's, that, that's something you say, like, you know, whenever, you know, that really hot chick that you knew in high school, like, actually said, yeah, you know what? Let, why don't why don't we do uh, uh, dinner on Friday night? You know, well, that, that's that, because that's because when I was into you, you were 50 pounds lighter and didn't have your kids. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. We're still talking about a girl, right? Not not one of us, right? We'll talk after the show. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. All right. All right. Um, Dear in headlights. <laughs> this edition of As the Blue Notes Turns will be back right after this quick word. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the Brothers of Discussion, hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a vote. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey. 
to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras of Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past. Find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's that? Who's that Come on. Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context. For Jeff Blashell, we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave. And Greg Wachinski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. You know, I actually almost want to listen to the Red Wings podcast now. That's Is that weird? Not at all. I mean, I tell you what, that music got me totally schmoovin' there. I mean, I, I'm now, I want to watch that now. Hopefully, that yeah, that's millennial slang. Haven't you heard schmoovin'? Like, I'm a be schmoovin'. World. I, yeah, we're, we're, we're older millennials. We're older ah, millennials. Yeah, we, they, haven't, they, they haven't updated our firmware in years, so no, we don't know that. <laughs> we got all the benefits of being a millennial, just none of the actual benefits of being a millennial. Yeah, like we never eat at Applebee's and Chili's, yeah. so we're 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 the reason why they're they're falling apart. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always millennials. It's always millennials. Screw us. <laughs> well, I mean, that's you that's, said it, not me. But go that, off. That's what all the old people say. Screw us. So you know, <laughs> you know, there we go. I mean, if the shoe fits, I guess. And uh, one final thought here on Blue Notes: uh, a word from uh, uh, Blues Fan Reacts. What's going on, Blue Notes Podcast family? It's Blues Fan Reacts, and I just got a few things to say before we continue. As I'm sure a lot of you guys in the hockey Twitter community are aware, uh, Brian Frazier has unfortunately lost his battle with leukemia, and this was a man that I was very fortunately able to get to know over the last couple months, and just knowing what his struggles were and how he took it all in stride and lived every day to its fullest is something just so inspirational to me. And I figured the best way I can do him a service for everything he's done for the hockey community is to promote a cause that he was so passionate about, and that's blood donations. And there's a crisis going on every single minute, and blood donation centers are always scrambling for more supply. And it's so easy to sign up, and it's so easy to donate. And oftentimes on websites like the American Red Cross or Hockey Gives Blood, it's so easy to find out if you're eligible to donate blood and to schedule an appointment. These places are very flexible with their hours, very flexible with their scheduling, you know, it, there, there's no reason not to give something. And even if you aren't eligible to donate blood, it's okay because there are fundraisers on those sites where you can donate directly for causes and people who are in need. For all you American listeners, go to redcross.org or for you Canada listeners, go to hockeygivesblood.ca or even better, you can actually find your nearest location. You can oftentimes just walk in, they'll give you an eligibility quiz and you can donate right then and there. But considering we're in the middle of a global pandemic they might not be too keen on that so my best bet for you would be to just schedule an appointment online and there are locations of both those organizations everywhere in both countries so if you can please donate it's simple fast easy scheduling is flexible oftentimes you can donate right then and there and it supports such good causes it's what brian would have wanted fly high brian we're all thinking of you and please donate blood 
And by the way, just a quick note on the American Red Cross and blood donations. If you can't donate tomorrow or this week, that's okay. There's always a need for blood donations. You can donate next week, next two weeks, next month. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter. But, you know, this if, if you ever needed a reason to do so, uh, this is the reason. And, and by the way, just for those who haven't been following Frazier's story, uh, Mason, uh, t tell us a little bit about him, if you don't mind. Uh, he was an editor for a. Uh, he he was one of the technical producers actually of a of a online hockey show. He's a big passionate Sens fan, and you know uh, he you know he made hockey Twitter news when uh, it was announced that he had been diagnosed with leukemia in 2019, and uh, he beat that battle. And he just thanked everyone so much for their support. And you know the whole time, you know he was he was so passionate about giving blood because he needed it and he got it when he needed it. And he always just told people to donate blood, donate blood, donate blood. He was so passionate about that. And then, you know, late last year when it was announced that it had returned, you know, and he said that, you know, he didn't want to continue his treatment. He wanted to live. And I think that is one of seriously the most the bravest thing that you can possibly think of, especially from somebody like him. And he's a guy that, you know, I'm, I've been very lucky to get to talk to, get to know uh, over the last couple of days or the last couple months now. And, uh, you know, God knows we're all going to miss him. You know, he was such a big inspiration for the hockey community. And, you know, the senator giving him that moment of silence, just I, I teared up so bad when that happened. You know, it just, it meant, you know, it, it showed how much Brian meant to everybody in sure. the hockey community and how much the hockey community meant to him. So if any of you can, I, I, got an appointment with the american red cross i'm going to be donating this week and i just highly encourage everybody to do the same you know i'm a guy i hate needles they <laughs> they walk you through the process so easily and they make it so comfortable and they do everything necessary you know take the eligibility quiz do something and if you can't donate blood if you're not eligible it's okay because on those sites you can donate you know money to go towards these kinds of causes you know there's always a shortage of blood and anything you can do helps Absolutely. Well, that's a good cause, and that's a good point to wrap up our episode of Blue Notes. Uh, Wags, any final thoughts? No, just great point, and winter is one of the hardest times for blood donations anyway, so make yep. sure you get out there and support it as much as you possibly can. Absolutely, absolutely, and and seriously, like and, and like like Mason said, if if you've been leery of needles or of doing it, they're really they're they're really good at making you feel comfortable and 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 you know getting you you know in a nice comfy chair and uh, you know you just sit there and they just they they do the rest. It's it, it's really that simple. So it's a really good cause. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing that, Mason. And uh, that will do it for this episode of Blue Notes. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there is no me, there is no Wags, and there is no. Blues fan reacts. I'm not going to thumbs down you this time. There we go. There we go. You're right. You're right. No, there. Keep the tradition. Keep the tradition alive. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We've done it so far. Let's just continue that. <laughs> and of course, without you, there is no hockey podcast network. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Jeremy Boyer, play us out.
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.